Hey, greetings and welcome back to the Nine Points Podcast. I am your host, B.H., and the inspiration behind the Nine Points Podcast comes from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. The New International Version reads, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Here at the Nine Points Podcast, we believe that using the fruit of the Spirit in our relationships helps those relationships become more rewarding, more mutually rewarding, and helps us to gain the humility and the courage that we need to go out into the world and be better people. I want to use this segment. I'm going to uh, want to introduce you guys to a book that I didn't read. It was an audio book, actually, that I listened to a couple of times, but of course, the audiobooks are, you know, versions of the written book. And I want to bring your attention to a book called Empowering Leadership, How a Leadership Culture Builds Better Leadership by Milton, I mean, excuse me, by Michael Fletcher. I really enjoyed that book. I listened to it a couple of times. The first time I listened to it, I was driving back and forth to Lexington for a conference and um, I liked it so much. I went home and listened to it again and <coughs> excuse me, went home, listened to it again and took notes. Um, it was a lot of good stuff in there. Just talking about culture and being mindful of the way that you carry yourself, because it's not just what you say and what you do. It's how you do it. And it reminded me of, you know, being being on the yard and being in my fraternity. Um, a couple of, you know, he made a point to say, when you love what you do and you love the people that you're with, you stand out. When you love the people you're with, when you love what you do, it's interesting. People on the outside, are, you know, will pay attention. And if it's authentic, it, ma- it makes people want to get to know you, want to get to know more about what you what you're working for. And um, one of the one of the things that I got out of this book, again, called Empowering Leadership. How a Leadership Culture Builds Better Leadership by Michael Fletcher. One of the things I got out of that, well, I pulled an acronym out of it. Um, He was talking about several things that all cultures have in common. They all all consist of these five things. And um, they are celebrations, heroes and celebrities, rules, ideals, and then finally superstitions and fears. So, you know, I read those and after I took the notes, I put them all, you know, I put them in a different order than he presented them in the book. And I came up with the acronym Chris, you know, C for celebrations, H for heroes and celebrities, R for rules, I for ideals and uh, S for superstitions and fears. And I wanted to, uh, well, I'll tell you a little bit about each one. And um, and the one I'm going to spend the most time talking about is the superstitions and fears, because that's what threatens our relationships more than the more than the other things. Um, You know, cultures, you know, cultures, families, we all have kind of when things get tough and we get intimidated by something in life, we kind of defensively put ourselves in the situations where we feel like we're in, there are people in our in group and people outside of our in group. Okay. And, and that's, it's, it's okay to have a difference of opinion with someone, but when your superstitions and fears get in the way 
and make it hard for you to see the value in that other person, um, particularly because of your fear, um, then you might end up seeing an enemy that's not really there. You might be looking at the missing piece to this puzzle that's that's just destroying you on the inside and the same thing for them. But if you disrespect each other, then you're just going to keep on going out, going out in life uh, unprepared, halfway, half stepping and tripping over your own feet and making some good points, but also making yourself look bad. But here we go. Celebrations. Celebrations are what do we cheer? What kinds of stories and accomplishments inspire us? What are the circumstances in which we're most likely to feel compelled to give thanks? Okay, Um, heroes and celebrities. These are the champions and the role models. These are the people that you look up to and see the best of yourselves in. Um, And, you know, we you can tolerate somebody having a different different role models, different people that they admire and hold in high esteem. You can tolerate that without necessarily being afraid. Um, Then the rules and the ideals, they are very similar. They run together. Um, The rules have a lot to do with the ideals because the rules influence how we live out the ideals. They are specifically or indirectly what tell the person it's all right to do this, but it's not all right to do that. They are what tells you uh, it's okay to do certain things around other people, but then you can only do some some things around a very specific group, you know, and then the, the ideals are what do we value? What do we readily profess among our relatives and close friends? What do we believe in worth advocating for with our blood, sweat, tears, and even our lives? What do we hold sacred? Again, as I mentioned before, the ideals are intertwined with the rules. So the last thing that all cultures have in common, they have the superstitions and fears. And um, since this podcast is mostly about families, I'll talk about the family culture. It's when you have unhealthy fear of somebody that's do, that is applying their ideals in a way that intimidates you or they're enforcing or celebrating and um, celebrating a certain person or a certain way of life or a certain movement that really disturbs you at your core for any number of reasons. You can spend a lot of time and get to know someone and then find out that there are things that inspire them that absolutely, you know, make you sick to your stomach. And when you realize that, then sometimes the fear can get in the way. And when the fear gets in the way, you have to be mindful. You have to be humble. You have to have courage to take a step back and ask, "Okay, why am I responding this way? Why is it that yesterday this person was fine until I found out that they like this this organization, this sports organization, or until I found out that this person was a member of of this fraternity or sorority? Or I found out that this person uh, leans this way politically. Why? Why is it that all of a sudden, if somebody says something about their ideals that's very different from you than something that you believe in, or that you have been told by others, is absolutely detrimental to something that you hold true? Now all of a sudden, you have this thing called cognitive dissonance. How is it? 
you know, I got to make this right. Do I really like this person? Because if I do, I have to change my beliefs about this person or I got to change my beliefs about this group or that that argument. Because we really don't want to keep on staying in that state of of cognitive dissonance, trying to figure out um, if this person really somebody worth sticking around with or not. Or what am I going to do if they're family? What am I going to do? I can't make anybody do anything against their will and still uh, still have the same amount of respect for them. And um, I'll give you I'll just give you my humble opinion. It seems to me like the monsters that we could become someday are even scarier than the monsters that we resist today. <clears throat> and that is because of the amount of energy that we will put in to defending something that we know isn't, isn't gospel. It isn't 100% infallible, but the energy and the extent to which we will support something just because it would take too much work to sit down and really break it down and build it back up right. I might not want to break mine all the way down to the weakest element and build it up right. I might have the belief all I need to do is just keep adding a little bit to it and we'll eventually get around to making it better. You know, the only difference between the snowflake and the patriot is the way they see themselves and the way they see the other one. Um, A patriot sees themselves as standing for something and always under attack by people that either are confused or just inherently weak. And and those people that are confused or inherently weak are the are the snowflake. Well, to the snowflake, the person that thinks that they're a patriot, they're really a snowflake because the thing that they think that they're holding on to that they think they're defending, they're not defending it with righteousness. They're they're not defending it with the word of God. They're definitely not defending it with uh, with the fruit of the spirit and the Christ like attitude. It's more a matter of, look, you can take it or leave it. Well, if Jesus said that to us, where would we be? And if we as the body of Christ are to be more Christ-like, how can we be that dismissive because something that somebody else says is so scary? The truth is there's only one truth. And the and the truth is beyond you or me to know before we get before we exit this life. So the people that are in our lives that are respectful to us, that have differences of opinion. Sometimes they might be the only ones that can give us what it is that we need to make our life better. And as scary as it is, throwing insults trying to assassinate their character, that's not going to make what you stand on any more true or any more palatable to the very people that you're trying to, that you're trying to save. So that's all I've got for this segment. Um, Again, this, this segment, we just call it Chris. Um, These are the five things that all cultures have in common celebrations, heroes and celebrities, rules, ideals, and superstitions and fears. Don't let your fears determine the direction of your friendship. The next thing you will hear will be Z time with my big son, King. 
All right, welcome back to the Nine Point Podcast. I'm your host, BH, and now we are here taking part in Z Time. I am here with my co-host, King. What up, King? Hello, people. And today it's only going to be King because my daughter, Newbie, has some extra homework that she has to do because she didn't do it yesterday. And she's got to do it by the end of the night tonight or else bad things happen. So... Next time, hopefully, we'll have them both, and maybe at, at some point in the near future, we'll have two more guests to join King. But anyway, King, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling better since it's Friday. Friday's always, always well, I'm not going to say always, but Friday's my favorite day of the week. But moving on into the podcast subject matter, let me ask you, how do you feel how do you feel if somebody asks you to give them a kiss and you know they haven't brushed their teeth? If it's on the side of the, if it's on the cheek, sure. I'll just make sure I wash it. But if it's in the lips, N-O-P-D. <laughs> N-O-P-D. <laughs> I'm sure you meant N-O-P-E, but that's all right. That's what I said. I thought you said N-O-P-D. <laughs> nope. But uh, anyway, uh, so let me ask you, King, what do you think would happen if you, you know, during the summertime, if you spent most of the day outside doing yard work, if you decided not to take a shower and you got up the next, well, you went to bed, you got up the next day and you decided to do the same thing the following day. How do you think you would, you know, do you think people would say that you smell good or do you think people would say that you smell bad or do you think people wouldn't be able to tell the difference after two days of not bathing? They're going to say, I smell the opposite of good. So what do you think? Uh, so do you think that being clean is important? It is, but there's something I notice. It's easier to get dirty than it is to stay clean. So you really got to be on it for hygiene. You know, that is actually the point that I was moving towards. You're uh, very, very right, King. It's a lot easier to get dirty. It's a lot easier if you're clean to get dirty again, isn't it? Mm hmm. So. You have to, in order to be clean, in order to be clean, you got to bathe. And in order to stay presentable, you got to do the best that you can to stay clean, right? That's something I always do. Yeah, and, and I can vouch for that. Now, you know, the same thing with physical hygiene. I believe the same thing is true for mental and spiritual hygiene. Uh, I believe that it's easy to get used to things that are not righteous, things that are not of the spirit of God when we don't pray. And even if we do pray and we just do it ceremonially without really talking from our hearts, I think that that makes it easy for us to kind of fall into some of the bad habits and the little half, you know, the little half, half step things that the world will tell you to do as opposed to being presentable and, and upright. So that's kind of how I feel. What do you think, T? I mean, King, what do you think about trying to stay spiritually clean? Does that take a lot of effort or is it easy or what? 
I think it takes more effort than keeping your body physically clean. Because when you're trying to make your spirit better, that means you're going to have to do things that are right, but you don't want to do them. So sometimes what you want to do isn't easy. What you want to do sometimes is easier, even though it's not the right thing. Correct. Okay. Do you think that it should be, do you think it should be that way? Do you think that doing what's right should be easy? It doesn't have to be. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be. Uh, What do you mean by that? Well, it doesn't have to be easy for you to, for you to do something. I mean, it, it is pretty common. I mean, through some of the things I had to go through that I didn't find easy at first, I find it pretty easy to do now. So the process is important. The, even if something is not easy, it can still be worthwhile. And and um, in so doing, that makes it necessary to go through, right? Is that what I'm hearing? In some ways, yes. What do you think would happen if everything you needed to do was very easy? Well, there wouldn't be any challenges. And, um, well, we, I guess we really wouldn't learn from our mistakes. But we wouldn't be improving the natural way. Very true. Absolutely very true, King. A man of... Enough words. I'm not going to say King is a man of few words. I'm just going to say King doesn't waste words. Uh, Right now, we're coming up on around six minutes, and I really don't think we need to spend a whole heck of a lot more time. Just kind of go back over the main points. So it's important to keep on doing something good or else what happens? If you don't, if you don't do good, then if you don't do good and start doing bad, then more bad things are likely to happen. But what happens if you do something good and you're clean? Let's say, I mean, using the bath analogy, you get in and you take a good shower and you and you clean, you just real, real clean. Um, What is the point of what's the point in doing that every day to keep your. To when you have clean skin, you won't have to get skin disease. When you have good breath and clean gums, you won't have to get any type of gum infections. If you eat the right kinds of food, it will keep your insides healthy. And if you exercise regularly, you'll stay in top condition. And what about keeping your keeping your mind and your spirit clean? I know that there are people that get baptized every week and become new believers. Once a person is baptized, does that mean that life is easy and 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 God is going to forgive them all the time and they shouldn't try to keep on doing anything? Um I'm I, I, I think I said that I think I said too much. Do you think that once a person gets baptized then everything gets easy? That they don't have to worry about sinning or making mistakes or being bad anymore? 
Just because you're saved does not mean that you won't sin anymore. Sin is something that man does. And keep in mind when you're trying to walk to Christ, then the enemy is more likely to is more likely to pull you back and try to hinder your hike away from from the Messiah. So so it's real important that you understand that being saved doesn't mean that all the hard work is over. And being saved doesn't mean that you're not it's impossible for you to make the same mistakes that you did in the past. Just because you know better doesn't mean you're going to do better. Isn't that right? That's right. Well, King, I thank you for sharing your knowledge. Is there anything that you'd like to add before we sign off this this um, segment of Z time? Like another comp like another comment or topic about something because I don't really have anything. Okay. Well, everybody, uh, thank you for tuning in, listening to Z time King. Thank you so much for your, for your wisdom. And I look forward to talking to you again next time. I'm about to end this segment and probably, probably close with a brief third segment. So be looking for that. Welcome back to the Nine Points Podcast. I'm your host, BH. And this last segment is going to be brief. I just thought that after spending so much time talking about spiritual maintenance and the importance of once you have something, once once you're clean, once you're doing things right, the importance of sticking with it. And then before that, talking about the components that go into our cultures I wanted to make sure that I spent some time talking about something that's very important, a part of every culture that's a part of every family, and that is having an identity of your own. If you know, if I know who I am, then that makes all the difference in the world when I get acquainted with new knowledge, when I come into contact with people worth emulating when I come into contact with people that sound good but I can really I can help if I know myself and I know where I come from and I know who's calling me then I might be in a better position to discern whether these new people that are interesting that talk a good game really are ultimately about showing people to and defending the kingdom of God. That's the company that I want to keep. That's the company that I want to learn from. That's the company that I want to share with people that are interested in promoting the kingdom and God of God in the way that we do things and the attitudes in which we do things. See, if you don't know who you are and, and I've struggled with that in my life, if you struggle to know who you are and try out a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of the other, um, it's not real. You go, you're going to eventually get to the point where you realize nobody out there can give you what only God has to offer. Seeing yourself the way that God sees you is the ultimate gift. 
and the people that God reaches you through your inner circle, your circumstances, your quiet time with him. Those are those moments of treasure that you should that you should base your life around, that you are that you can build your life around, because when you know who you are, then it determine it has an impact on how you handle the information that you receive. When you know who you are, it impacts the kinds of questions that you ask. And when you know who you are, you are conscious of just how dangerous and counterproductive it is to take on too much information that's not really going to get you closer to the path that God had laid out for you. So this isn't going to be a long, you know, I feel like the first two segments were long enough, but I think it is important that I mention know who you are. And if you're and if you suspect, if you suspect that you're that God has something for you, that God loves you in a way that um, these other relationships can't give you spend time with him. Take yourself away from the distractions and talk to God just like you would talk to a friend. Um, I'm not I'm not going to insist that the best way to talk to God is 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 uh, to talk to him like a friend. But I'm telling you that it works for me, that it works for others that I've talked to. Um, but putting forth the effort to talk to God and to listen, be comfortable when you're waiting for him to respond to you. And when you know who you are, then it helps you to understand his voice in the choices that you have to make. If you don't really know who you are or if you're more comfortable, well, I need to I need to figure it out for myself. And um, it's not what mom and dad told me. It's not what they said at this church, because I heard this person talk bad to that person. So that means everybody in this church is probably hypocritical, just like my neighbor up the street who's real cool and doesn't ever seem to have any problems seems to think and nobody ever bothers them so maybe they're up to something whatever it is you know whatever it is that has you on the outside of a spiritual fellowship that will encourage you to be accountable whatever it might be you're not surprising god and you're not too far from him to reach out and remind you he has something for you. When you know who you are, drugs, um, bad people, the things that you do with drugs and bad people, those things won't hold a candle to the light that you have on the inside. And you will, on your own, it won't be what mom or dad tell you. It won't be what your, your Sunday school teacher told you. It'll be what you know in your heart. You're like, this person that seemed to have it going on, that seemed to be able to do things that I really wish that I could do. They're doing it, but they're doing certain things. But when I look at them closer, it's at a, you know, they're paying a price. It's at a cost that I'm not willing to give up. They're giving up their soul. <laughs> They're giving up a true identity with the one who created them. And that's not something that I'm that I, f I found myself realizing that's not something I'm willing to trade. 
I'm not willing to trade who I am because of what looks what seems to make sense for a couple of questions I have about my religion. No, no, no. Me and God will work it out. And that's what happened. So anyway, that's all I've got for today. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. Please remember that wealth is to be spent, but treasure is to be shared. God bless you. Take care.